The following podcast is a presentation of Project Entertainment Network. Welcome to the Sample Chapter Podcast, the show where authors read a sample chapter from one of their books. Here's your host, Jason A. Meiske. Hello, my friends. Welcome to episode 151 of the Sample Chapter Podcast, the show where authors read a sample chapter from one of their books. Hey, this is episode 151 with life coach and now author, Christina M. Etter. Oh my gosh, I know you're going to love this conversation as much as I did because of Christina's infectious positivity. Uh, she really has a heart for someone that's just starting out and you know wanting to help them out uh, in their lives. Uh, she loves to live with intent. Uh, like she says, life isn't a dress rehearsal. Not only will you be getting a sample chapter from her debut novel, Life's Too Short for Dull Razors, Cheap Pins, and Worn Out Underwear, but you're going to be finding out what a frog blog is and hear one of those today as well. So, Alyssa, are you listening? I hope you are checking this out and uh, seeing that uh, your friend held up her side of the uh, Double Dog Dare. All right, everybody, get ready for a laugh because it's a lot of fun, and uh, that's coming up here in just a few moments. Hey, first off, I want to thank my new listeners that uh, have been tuning in all over the world. Some new places to us like Ghana, Armenia, Bangladesh, Cyprus. Uh, These have all been new to me places that have been checking out the show recently. So I want to say a very special thank you to you all. Of course, I don't want to forget also the very special countries out there who've been regular listeners of the show and been following along for a long time, like New Zealand, India, Russia, Spain, Germany, and Argentina, just to name a few. And of course, there's the uh, the ones that are a little bit closer to me here in America, Canada and Mexico. Uh, all of these locations have regular listenerships, checking out every episode. And I really appreciate you all. You guys are incredible and just, you know, you really bless me. And I, I, I thank you all. Hey, make sure you drop me a line, okay? Send me an email. Let me know where exactly you're listening from and what was a what was an episode that you particularly enjoyed. Or if you're an author, let me know and we'll try, you know, I want to try and get you on the show because we've had authors from all over the world at this point. And uh, I would love I would love to try and help you out and get to get you on the show and introduce you to more people. So, reach out to me at samplechapterpodcast@gmail.com. At and drop me a line that way. Of course, you can always leave me a voicemail at 660-851-1146. Just leave me a short, you know, 30-second, one-minute uh, voicemail or, you know, however long you'd like to say something. And I'll put a sample of that on an upcoming episode as well if you do that. Moving along, I want to make sure to say thank you to my sponsor, Scrivener. They are my favorite writing software the software I use every day, like right now throughout NaNoWriMo. Um, my numbers aren't fantastic, but I'm still writing every day, and that's what matters. And I, like I said, I do it all on Scrivener with their incredible corkboard and all the formatting templates that they have in there so you can sort out whether you're writing a novel or a script or you're just messing around a little bit. going to make it nice and easy for you to keep track of all your your chapters, your characters, your side information, it's all right there. Hey, check out this advertisement for our sponsor. And don't forget to use 
coupon code CHAPTER and save yourself 20% on the regular desktop version. Jason here. Hey, I wanted to take a moment and tell you about my favorite writing tool, Scrivener. Now, I know you've heard about Scrivener because their writing software has been embraced by hundreds of thousands of other writers like you and I, from the novice to best-selling novelists. The reason we all use it is because of Scrivener's core concept to bring all the writing tools you use together in a single application. And with tools like automatic backup, character maps, project goals, and let's not forget that amazing corkboard, you can see why I use Scrivener every day. As a bonus for Sample Chapter Podcast listeners, use code CHAPTER for 20% off your desktop version. Scrivener Writing Software, built by writers for writers. I also want to thank my friends over at Pop Goes the Culture Network. Uh, Joey and the gang over there, they've been having a great time. And uh, actually, on their flagship show, Pop Goes the Culture Podcast with Joey Mills, uh, Joey's been having quite the the run here recently, interviewing authors himself, uh, authors, actors, uh, all kinds of artists and musicians. Uh, lots of really great episodes here lately. I, I invite you to check out the website. Click that link in the notes so you can check out popgoesterculture.com for all of their shows and, uh, and catch all these episodes that uh, Joey's been putting out lately because they are really fantastic. And along those lines, I also want to thank our other podcast network that we're happy to be part of, Project Entertainment Network, home to about 35 other shows, wide-ranging in subjects, and just a whole slew of choices for you. Hey, check out this advertisement for one of those incredible shows. Yo, what's going on, everybody? My name is Duncan, and I'm the host of the podcast, Hash Time with Duncan. On this show, I tackle all the biggest sports stories between the hashes and beyond. If it's a big story, I'm going to talk about it and give you my opinion on it. Subscribe to my show wherever you get your podcast. All you have to do, search Hash Time with Duncan. And you can follow the show on Twitter at Hash Time with D. Peace. All right. Thank you so much again to our sponsors and podcast friends. Now it's time to get us on over to our interview with Tennessee life coach and author, Christina M. Adder. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Sample Chapter Podcast. Oh my goodness, I have such a fun episode for you today that I cannot wait to dive into. This week we are speaking with Christina Edder. Uh, Christina writes with a purpose, seeking and sometimes finding flair. From her Martha and Mary writing studio, she has published dozens of articles to create awareness about people working behind the scenes. Christina can usually be found coloring the world with her creative writing or quick wit. And I can tell you, after speaking to her for the last, oh gosh, it's been almost 45 minutes now, we are having a blast and I, I know I'm having a blast. Christina, welcome to the show. Thank you, Jason. I'm very pleased to be able to be part of your show. I am so happy to have you here. It's been fun corresponding back and forth with you. And then, of course, like I said, having this wonderful conversation and lots of laughs here this morning as we get all, all this together and getting ready for the show. So I, I just can't wait to dive into this some more because you've already told me some some wonderful stories. Ones that I hope will be edited. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
Well, uh, how, how are you doing, and are you staying safe there in Tennessee? Absolutely. Yep, yep. Just having a contagious smile, that's it. <laughs> great, great. Well, now, I want to hear a little bit about your, uh, your, your guest coaching. Uh, what is this? Guest Star Coaching is my life coaching business because I'm an author, but I'm a life coach who writes books. And so what I do is do life coaching. Right now I'm learning to do it more on the phone. Um, I had done walk and talk or meeting people at coffee shops. And what I feature is people that are starting out, especially those 18 to 30-year-olds or people having a dream or they have some place that they want to try out and they don't have a spot to go, I life coach them through that process. Mm. And so if somebody has a book that wants to get published, let's figure out how to do that together. The realtor who sold our house was actually a student. He was in his very early 20s. He said, I have only sold one other house. I said, that's still more than one that I've done. Let's figure this out. I have a house for sale. You have a realty license. Let's put the two together. He sold the house. So I believe in having that heart for people that are just starting out with something, no matter what their age is, and just really helping to support them and encourage them. So that's what my practice is based on, is the guest star coaching. And then I also write books. Well, and, and it sounds like a lot of that is, is uh, kind of based in your positivity and, and how positive you are. And, and you know, even talking with you this morning, you know, you, you're very, your outlook on things and, and the way you come across is just so, um, it, it, it's infectious. And it, it mm. you know, you, you've really like gotten me like this morning. I've been like so busy and, and, and uh, like, oh gosh, I hope things go well. But then I'm talking with you and it's just like, all right, I'm bouncing in my chair and I'm having a good time and we're, this is wonderful. And, and I'm, I can tell you right now, it's, this is because of speaking with you. So you have that personality that I think comes across and I have no doubt that it's helping people. Oh, thank you very much. And right back at you, I've been able to use these podcast with the sample chapter podcast is part of my lunch and learn that I'll be playing one of your podcasts and <laughs> that has just drawn me to so many new authors and some of their TED talks and I'm just fascinated so thank you oh uh, well thank you and I will make sure that check is in the mail to you so we'll, we'll that. appreciate you saying that on the air so <laughs> <laughs> oh gracious! <laughs> uh, so now, throughout this pandemic, how uh, do you find yourself busier than normal, or do you think that's affected your business as a life coach? It has caused me to try Plan Bs and Cs and Ds mm -hmm. because we have a saying in our house that if Plan A always worked, we wouldn't need the other twenty-five letters of the alphabet. So <laughs> we have been grateful for our health in this house. And we have been given opportunities to seek out plan B and C. And I'll be honest, there have been some things where <laughs> we're at plan W and it's like, well, we're almost to Z, but I haven't run out of all 26 yet. So <laughs> we just go with it. Keep breathing in and out. Oh, that's great. So now what is your 
your history with writing. Have you always been a writer or always have you always wanted to be one? Absolutely. Six years old, my mama still had a book that I had written when I was six years old, and I wrote in a diary, a journal. I had to write. It's not, what do you write? It's, I don't have enough time to write. And so what I had done is planned on going to school for journalism when I graduated from high school, and then I was... um mm, encouraged to do something more logical that paid well, etc. And so being the oldest born child, I said, okay, you know what, then I'll get my business administration degree, focus on personnel, and I'll minor in psychology. And I graduated and I still wrote um, for small town newspapers. I did some columns. I had always something going on with writing but I wanted to make that a full-time career. And so there's always been that desire. Well, fast forward, I did the professional thing and the corporate and travel and all of that kind of stuff. And then 30 years later, I'm thinking, oh, goodness sakes, this isn't a dress rehearsal. This is an encore presentation. I need to get after it. And so um, 2018, I left the academy that I was working And I said, this is going to be my year of intent. I am so willing to write and life coach on a full-time basis that I will live with intent, that I'm willing to live in a tent. Well, we know somebody from a campground, and he says, oh, Christina, there is no way that you're going to be living in a tent. And he said, I've at least got a pop-up for you. (laughs) (laughs) So that got to be the joke. So I thought for 365 days, I'm just going to go after it. And, you know, what happens, happens. And I had saved and it's 2020 and I'm on my third book that has gotten published. And there's three more that are going to be coming out by the end of next year. So our plan A says right now. Oh, my gosh. That is that is awesome. (laughs) It's so fantastic. Thank you. to hear that and it sounds like very much like myself and, and I know longtime listeners have heard before that I am the same way you know I, I was always working on other things doing what I had to do as a father and uh, to put food on the table and you know career comes first and family um, you know those things and uh, putting my own personal dreams on the on the back burner until I found out I was going to be a grandfather and then it's like wow where has time gone I'm not doing the things i thought I was going to do and so like okay uh, now uh, in the mornings no more getting up and maybe playing a game or watching what's on the DVR that I recorded the night before it's time to start writing this is what I've always wanted to do and I pick it up and put it down all my life and it's time to get real and that was for me that was 2015 when I got real about it yes congratulations and what a legacy you're leaving for that grandbaby and your kids and just all of us in the community. Oh, well, that's nice of you to say. I never considered that, but that's that's nice. Thank you. Yes. So I know uh, you have your first book, which is, I love the title, Life's Too Short for Dull Razors, Cheap Pins, and Worn Out Underwear. And we're going to hear about that <laughs> here in a moment. But uh, you also have these uh, frog blogs, which are incredible, and and I'm so happy I'm able to say frog blog without messing myself up or or getting my tongue tied. (laughs) 
how did uh, how did these come about? Those came out after Life's Too Short for Dull Razors, Cheap Pens, and Worn Out Underwear. The publisher I had worked with had been reading my blogs, and I had written Frog Blog, and it's 500 words or less, and a lot of times I take two things and connect them in a unique way. And sometimes they're humorous, sometimes they have some street credit that I learned. Whatever it is, it's just a collection of 500 words or less essays in standalone pieces. He said, I think that would make a great collection. And I said, collection of what? He said, of books. I said, oh, no, I just published that first book as a one and done, as a double dare from Elisa, one of my friends. And he said, let's just try that. Long story short, that frog blog was published. I was able to get 23 other people who also have great stories to tell. We put it together. And then after that, it now has turned into a five-book collective series. So the thing that Elisa had challenged me to do is now coming back to be my funny story right back at me. And now I'm going to finish next year with six books, as far as I know. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's so such much a great for story. one and done. <laughs> yes, yes. And do you think, uh, like, are, do you, are you making any plans for what's beyond that? Absolutely. There's some days where I wonder, gosh, the expiration date on my birth certificate is going to expire before <laughs> I get the chance to write all this stuff. Oh my gosh! Well, I can't wait to hear what else is uh, is cooking in that uh, that brain because it's it's got to be something wonderful. Just uh, going by what we have so far. Well, I, what I'd like to do is something unique with the shows. Of course, you know the sample chapter podcast. We hear a chapter from one of the books, but what I'd like to do today is is hear from some of these uh, frog blog books, if we can, and uh, get a sample okay. of what uh, what people can expect from them. Sure. This one comes from the original frog blog, Learning on a Lily Pad. And this one is titled Saddling Up Slowly. It's a tribute to John Wayne. So it says, talk low, talk slow, and don't talk much. With a rise in organic food production and utilizing natural resources, I'm intrigued that our communication processes don't match this growing trend. I use a flip phone. Yes, I'm writing and living this statement in 2018. Check email and voicemail twice a day and text only if it's one of my pre-programmed messages. I've watched so many people allow themselves to be controlled by their phones and computers. These devices are incredibly valuable and link us to opportunities that John Wayne didn't encounter when he saddled up for his day. I'm concerned that these networks have become technological umbilical cords, possibly cutting off life that needs to be naturally birthed. We have a family mantra. If nobody is hurt or killed, then the rest of life is just simply inconvenient. Outside of emergencies, I've discovered that my slower response time often produces organic solutions. When I'm less wrinkled, options nearly seamlessly unfold. The original intensity of a situation may not require permanent press as the steam naturally releases the creases of life. Some people in my social circle 
Question if I'm concerned about missing what may be coming down the pipeline. Creation wasn't designed to live in the future, and I've become more intentional about trusting God to carry me one breath at a time. I can't post-date the breath or breathe ahead of time, so like John Wayne's pointed style, one hoof, I step it one at a time. Others choose to gallop their racehorses through life. I've come to prefer an ambling gait. Faster than a walk, but slower than a gallop. With wholesome food jumping off the lily pad in our food for thought, Christina. And that's how I always sign off my frog blogs, as if I'm just writing a letter. That's very nice. I like that. Thank you. And you have hello. Uh, <laughs> and you said you have 23 other authors writing little little inspirational stories like this. Yeah, that could be a, a story in itself. Because when I was finishing this up, I thought, you know, I've heard so many people say, "I just want to get my voice out there. I just want to hurt, or I want to be able to have my grandchildren learn." And so I challenged them to write, and I worked with people who were you know, writers, not writers, just a potpourri of 23 people that I believe they had stories to tell. And so I was led to them and it added a certain layer onto the frog blog that I hadn't anticipated. But what a beautiful honor to be with these people. Oh, gosh. Well, I can certainly relate to that with uh, with the show here and with my my open format and talking with authors from all over the world and and any you know any kind of level of experience it doesn't matter to me because we all need the help we all need the exposure and as they say rising tide raises all ships and I totally agree with that and so I I applaud that you are bringing people in and giving them that opportunity to to write for a for maybe a first time right well and I just want somebody to know. I believe in you. You know, if what mm -hmm. they're doing is legal and moral and nobody's hurt, nobody's killed, and they have an energy for it, whatever happens at the end, that's not the part. The fact is is that I'm believing in good quality, and I'm making a point of investing my time and investing versus spending. Oh, my gosh. That is fantastic. I love that. So, and... That was the the first from the Frog Blog Anthology. You've got uh, the second one, Unthawed, has already come out uh, earlier this year. And then three more. Oh, gosh, I just, <laughs> I can't wait to hear some more of these. And looking online, I, it's really exciting to see that uh, you've got uh, some of these are listed on Kindle Unlimited. So I always think that's a fantastic thing because it gives people a chance to try it out. I mean, you know, you're not losing anything by trying it out on Kindle Unlimited, and you can read through and check out all the books, and I'm a Kindle Unlimited subscriber myself, so I'm certainly going to be, I, you know, I wanted to grab the books anyway, but now I have no reason not to, so I'm looking but forward to trying it. you can also go on Barnes & Noble. And Barnes & Noble. Oh my gosh, that's fantastic. Yes, sir. Outstanding. So, let's hear the story about Life's Too Short for Dull Razors, Cheap Pins, and Worn Out Underwear. How did this come to be? Life's Too Short for Dull Razors, Cheap Pens, and Worn Out Underwear was supposed to be my one-and-done answer to a double dare. Mm. I have a friend um, who we have been friends for 40 years at the time, and 
I was still doing a lot of distance running. And so she was trying to break into running. And I had started running when I was in eighth grade and, you know, did a lot of distance running. Well, she said, I'm trying to get back into running, Christina. What suggestions do you have? And I had explained some things. She goes, well, I get when you're running two or three miles, but when you're at like nine and 10 and 13, why? I said, that's my think time. And mm-hmm. she said, okay, well, what do you think about for, you know, nine to 13 miles? I said, well, I don't know. And she goes, well, then why do you run? And so it got to be this joke, like, well, I do it to think. And then she wanted to know, well, what are you thinking? And I said, well, I don't know. I just think. So we went back and forth and she says, you should write a book. And I said, we've been friends 40 years. You're going to have to pay me to stay out of it because I said, I, you know, she says, well, I, I you know, dare you. Ha ha. No big deal. Two months <laughs> pass. She called. She goes, Christina, how's your book coming along? I said, book. She goes, you told me you were going to write a book about what you think about when you run distance. And I said, oh, my gosh, I thought you were kidding. She says, <laughs> I've never known you to give up a dare. She said, it's on. Double dog dare. You put that out. Well, it took me eight years because I thought, oh, my gosh, now this double dog dare, a friend of mine for 40 years, Elisa, this is going to be all on you. You either get the credit or the blame. And I said, well, I'm going to just get two copies, one for my daddy and one for you. And I said, the rest, we'll just let it go. Fast forward through the eight years, went through the hellacious process, and finally it came time and the publisher said, well, you know, your book is ready, this, that, the other, we need to do this. What's the title? And I thought, oh my gosh, never even thought of it. You know, I had the colors down, the layout, all that, and I said, well, I don't know. Well, he caught me at a time, the publisher called at a time that I was having a day of a face plant. There's just no nice way to say it. And I had just cut my life shaving. He called. I don't know why I picked up the phone, Jason, but all of a sudden I'm looking and I'm thinking, oh, no, I've got this blood behind my knee. <laughs> and he says, what are you going to call this? And I said, I don't know. I said, just put on there like life's too short for dull razors, cheap pens, and worn out underwear. And he's quiet. And I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, what am I doing? <laughs> I just took a face plant and dug myself even deeper. And he goes, good you repeat that? And I thought, oh my gosh. And I said, no. And he says, that was funny. He says, and I don't think that title has been taken yet. So he said, repeat it for me and let's see what that sounds like. (laughs) Okay. What did I say? What did I say? Short. Yeah, exactly. Can we um, uncut my leg and start this over? (laughs) And so as I'm standing in the bathroom out of all places, great setting for the title. And I said, I don't know. I said, let's just go with life's too short for dull razors, cheap pens, and worn out underwear. And he goes, you know what? Let's put it out there. I said, perfect. Because you know what? This is just done on a double dare. I said, let's just keep it going, silly. And that can be my laugh back to Elisa. He says, okay, well, I just need to know the publishing date. I said, it doesn't make sense to do it any other day other than April 1st, April Fool's. So we had this wacky title, (laughs) the 80s colors with the turquoise and the pink. And then we've got this story that I just put my spleen out on the chopping block and told you, the backside. And it was supposed to just be a one and done. Uh, Well, that is is an incredible story. What was something that you, I mean, was there anything challenging about this, putting it together? 
I don't know what wasn't challenging. There were so many hiccups in this that I thought, what in the tar did I wish for? But without going into all the hellacious details, it's kind of like Garth Brooks saying, I could have missed the pain, but I would have had to have missed the dance. Mm. You know, and there were some days where it was like a ballet, and there were other days it was a bad Irish jig. But either way, <laughs> you know, I'm dancing <laughs> right across the fire some days, so you just go with it. Oh, my gosh. I'm loving so many of these these little quips that you have. They are they're just singing for me. <laughs> so now, when it comes to uh, Life Too Short, it, it, do you have a, another follow up for that, or is there a, another uh, anything beyond this that uh, you know? You, you did the Frog Blogs next, um, and I know you're working on other things, but uh, do you have anything for Life's Too Short, a sequel to that, or does it kind of wrap up on its own? I thought it was just a standalone, but I also thought it was a one and done. So I am thinking actually of doing, um, I do a little comedy show on the side and and not just when I'm standing in my office, you know, because I like (laughs) to entertain myself, but um, I'm thinking of either doing like a comic frog where it's a little bit, you know, just funny or I don't know, but I, I do want to bring the element of good humor and quick wit that's not the standard below the belt kind of stuff mm-hmm. that's too obvious right. so i like to use you know more of that quick wit uh subtle humor where people kind of question was she being serious or was she sarcastic or that was kind of funny but do i laugh that kind of humor <laughs> yeah <laughs> whatever uh, that genre is <laughs> but that sounds nice that sounds that sounds like it's gonna be a really good hit i think thank you where can people find and follow you? Um, I am on Facebook. I don't get on Facebook a whole lot. I'm working with a media person right now who said you need to get your content out there more. So most of the time I'm going on my website. And if you go under Christina M. Edder, author under Facebook, um, my guest star life coaching is on Facebook under guest star coaching. And then I do have a personal page, but that one is just little samplings that I, I don't keep up very much. All right. Well, we'll make, sure, we'll make sure to have some links for all that in the show notes so that people know where to go and follow you. And, and of course, your Amazon page and the Barnes & Noble page so that they can find your books and, uh, and pick these up. Christina, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for coming on the show. It has been a delight getting to talk to you you as well thank you so much for what you are doing for the community thank you <laughs> you have been quite the the boon to my spirits today it's been it's there's been a lot of work lately and in some long hours but uh, oh my gosh just talking to to somebody like yourself it just it makes it all worth it and i i, I love oh. doing this job thank you <laughs> yes thank you All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for me to step aside and hand the floor over to my lovely guest, Christina Etter, with her debut novel that came out a while back, and I can't wait to dive into it. Life's too short for dull razors, cheap pins, and worn-out underwear. Thank you. I'm going to be reading one of my most requested chapters. When I go out and teach uh, workshops, This is one that people tend to relate to the most. So this comes from a short chapter called Verbal Chicken Pox. 
and this is coming from the one that just has a little bit of everything, a potpourri of humor and quotes and quips and things I think about when I run. So, verbal chicken pox. Our church small group did a study about words we say and words we hear. Our leader gave us a weekly challenge to listen to comments that people spoke on the radio. We were invited to write conversation topics or sentences that DJs, commercials, or callers used and share them with the group the following week. It was a wake-up call to hear our group's compiled list. Frequently used phrases included, I just about died, or this is going to kill me. To our knowledge, none of the people who spoke about situations nearly killing them left Earth or ended up in the hospital that day. I'm so tired, or I'm sick, were also recurring comments. Some radio shows invited call-ins from parents. A few moms and dads said, My kid is going to drive me to drink, and my daughter is driving me crazy. I secretly wondered why kids were driving the household instead of the parents taking the wheel. Using the week of word observations, our group discussed the value and power of words. We agreed that when someone said they were sick and tired, they seemed to act upon that label all day or consecutive days. One man said he felt that he was completely rested and healthy one morning on the way to work, but his demeanor changed after simply hearing a coworker's sleepy diagnosis. He said the person's dreary lamentation left him worn out despite his upbeat arrival to work one hour prior to the droopy discord. I'm frequently reminded about the wisdom from Bambi's bunny, Thumper. As a baby, Thumper's mom taught him, if you can't say something nice, don't say nothing at all. I wrote that sentence with Thumper's cartoon voice playing in my head, leading me down a rabbit trail and other gems of wisdom from animated movies. Those lessons can be saved for another chapter. Bridling my tongue still requires heightened security alert. I've made progress toward verbal temperance, but caution myself against becoming short-fused when someone groans, is this day ever going to end? Or when I chew my lip to bite back a retort after cheerfully asking someone how they're doing and they respond, could be worse. Reverting to lessons from cartoon characters, I think of Eeyore from Winnie the Pooh. Eeyore consistently spews verbal chicken pox. Winnie the Pooh shows greater stamina than I do to endure Eeyores in my path. Instead of using compassion for misfrequent flyer miles on the downtrodden runway, I picture her negative words as chicken pox. Without immunization, chicken pox become contagious. Without a word filter, words can be those uncomfortable, scratchy, and spreading pox. Before the awareness of word power, I routinely made chicken pox comments. Now those comments make me feel like I have a feverish rash under my skin. Those barbs can cause scars if mentally picked apart and scratched. It appears that some people are more immune to word chicken pox, though I believe downtrodden vocabulary seeps into our mental digestive tract to cause unpleasant side effects. To lessen this spreading of verbal chicken pox, I'm learning to bite my tongue more often. Or honestly, sometimes I feel like I need to bite my entire face.
It's my Iron Mouth Marathon, striding one step and strengthening at a time. There you go. That was Christina M. Etter with her debut novel, Life's Too Short for Dull Razors, Cheap Pins, and Worn Out Underwear. I can't say that without laughing every time, every time. Hey, it's a fantastic book, and uh, Christine is a fantastic author, so make sure you're checking out those links in the show notes for more about Christina, and of course, our sponsors and podcast friends, all of them right there in the show notes. Don't forget to also hit that subscribe button so you don't miss out next time when we're back again next week with return guest and friend of the show, Armand Rosamilia. He's got another fantastic book that you don't want to miss. Until then, y'all take care. See you again real soon. This has been a presentation of the Project Entertainment Network.